Some said they couldn't do it. Even more said they probably shouldn't. But here they are, bringing you another episode of the Happy Zen Podcast. Welcome your hosts, Adam and Matt. You wrote to me two days ago. Dear Adam. On what we should talk about. Oh. I figure we'll talk about Spider-Man. It's a good thing I have notes. Yeah. Anyways, there was a lot of stuff going. Hey, well, welcome back. Happy Zen, right? Happy Zen Podcast. So there is a lot of stuff that's been going on the past couple of weeks. Uh, stuff that news that broke yesterday from Comic Con. Pages of information. I know there's so much stuff. This is not. And I'm entirely be... focused on one specific panel, essentially. Really? Mostly the Marvel. Oh, stuff. the Marvel panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess that's how you got everything, right? Yeah. So, and in the interesting part before we even get into that, which I really loved was Kevin Feige had a comment with MTV that he gave there's going to be an Avengers 5 and all this other jazz. So there's that D23 coming. Mm-hmm. And there's a spe- That'll be the rest of it probably? Speculation is we're getting the the Avengers drop there because they didn't want the Avengers drop with the rest of the phase. And they're not really calling the phases anymore, but you yeah. know what I mean. Well, don't they call it phase four? They're doing it for the sake of the fans, but they're not really building it that way. They said. Are we talking about this right now? Or yeah. are we going well, to we're going to get there. Like- so there's okay. a te- teaser. There's your intro gotcha. bit you can use for the ad. Right. So anyways, we have to talk about a few things. We're going to try to sequentially not get too all over the place because that's we're, we're guilty for that. And I've been traveling a lot for work and Matt just came back from holiday. So we're uh, we're just trying to get these in when we can because I'm about to go on my actual holidays in two weeks time. So we're going to try to get a few of these recorded. I know we're going to try to do at least one more next week. Ideally, maybe even the long weekend, maybe we get another one done too. So we have one in the bank. So we have an interview next week. Yeah, we do. We'll talk about that after. Yeah. Not on this podcast. Maybe on this podcast. No, it won't be on the podcast because no. you have to edit it out. There's no point. Delete. Matt, delete this. Okay. You don't delete anything. No, I don't. I know. <laughs> we talk about that, but it's great. I delete royal screw-ups. So, mostly not. let's highlight what we're talking about this episode then so we can kind of stay focused because there's just a lot. It started as one thing and then because it got delayed, it became two things. Let's, let's, narrow, let's narrow it down to like, well, I was going to say three things, but let's go. What do you got? Well, initially we were going to talk about both... Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, okay, but that's that's a topic. And Stranger Things 3. Right. Okay. So, let's uh let's go Spider-Man Far From Home and then Comic-Con came out. And Comic-Con. So, we have to talk about Let's that. let's do this. Let's make it Marvel because we tend to do that. Okay. Let's do that and then uh Make mine Marvel. We'll do uh Spider-Man Far From Home. We'll do the panel that uh, came up for Marvel with San Diego Comic-Con and uh I'm sure we'll touch on uh one other cooler re- revelation that came out of Comic-Con as well. Of something that's a, a big influence on us. I had a and tear. we'll save Stranger Things for a um, <clears throat> following podcast. We'll do another one because I think there's some cool conversation to do around that. Because I found out some cool stuff that Millie Bobby Brown got cast in a really cool role. Role David Harbor is doing some really big shit, so we can talk about their path forward or Stranger Things and all that fun stuff. So uh, we're gonna go 80s retro later with that one, folks. So we'll focus Marvel. We'll focus San Diego. Um, all right, so let's start with Spider-Man. Preemptively, at this point, we'll say spoiler alert, but probably by the time you hear this, you should have seen it if you're going to see it. It's amazing when you think about it. When we listen to podcasts as we do, and you're listening to a podcast here, we when you talk Marvel, it's like there's a grace period of like maybe 72 hours, and then people don't give a shit about spoilers. It's like after 72 hours, if you haven't seen a Marvel flick, no one's bothered because you're also the type of person that's probably not listening to a podcast. So. Yeah, I think like Endgame... Even the directors gave it like two weeks and then they were like, okay, just leave it because they wanted to wait till the trailer for Spider-Man. Came yeah, out. yeah, exactly. Because obviously it kind of enlightens you as to what some of the things that well, happened in Endgame. Stark's dead. 
Yeah. <laughs> <Spoiler>. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Okay, where do we want to start with Spider-Man? I mean, okay, let, let me let me start with um, going into it. Mm-hmm. What were you expecting or hoping? Were the, was that well, the, really, it was that the same? I really liked the last one. I thought it was really good. Homecoming. Yeah, it was damn good. It it was kind of like a bigger movie than like in, if you think of like the scope of it, it was bigger than Ant Man. No pun intended, but it was like um, you know what I mean. Like there was it was a bit bigger of a spectacle. Ant-Man is usually more of a smaller story. So I found the Spider-Man, they were a bit bigger, but not huge. It was still kind of a, a local thing. And I thought uh, Holland was perfectly cast. I thought the rest of the cast was great. I thought it all worked out really well. And then you kind of knew going in from Endgame, some of it was going to be how he is reacting to the death of Tony Stark. And they really pushed that, especially the front half of the movie, like how... He feels this responsibility, which is kind of weird because I don't know. Out of the rest of them, I'm like, he's the one that thinks that he's the next Tony Stark, but he kind of has that feeling because he was under Tony brought him, you know, in under his wing for the last movie and kind of groomed him, and then also obviously the gift of the uh, the glasses. Which well, he was the only one being groomed, so that's that's where he and and with the shield and happy conversation i'll call it shield but it's just really nick mm. um but just that whole in in intertwining of that it really thrust him into that feeling whether he really is or not which i don't think he is but he, he's the closest connected mm-hmm. and he's a, right now he's the only one based out of new york that's doing that conversation yeah and really if you look right. at it the people that were close to iron man or tony stark are either dead or have aged out or are not superheroes. Oh yeah, yeah. They're just like happy. Hundred percent. Or Pepper, if she was in this movie, you have to ask Gwyneth Paltrow. She doesn't seem to know what movie she's been in. Anyways, yeah, I was I was kind of surprised actually she wasn't in this one. But anyways, that's a different conversation we'll yeah. get to. Okay, so going into expectations, did it did it was there things you needed this movie to accomplish? Strangely, no. I mean, there wasn't. I didn't. My expectations, I, I expected it was going to be good. There wasn't really anything I needed. And that could be because we've had so many Spider-Man movies. I was like, I don't need backstory. I don't need, you know, it was nice that the MJ stuff played out a little bit more. You know, there's a slow roll in that, which is I'm fine with. Um, they were a little loosey-goosey with the, the snap, or what do they call it in this? The... Um, the uh, the blip yeah the blip you know like if you really sit down to think about it like it's convenient that's you know most of the class got blipped out except like one guy like little things but you know but i think it more or less you know no i i think it it did well i mean it, let's get right to the point we knew the mysterio thing was going to be bullshit like we there's no way he was going to be a quote hero the the way the way they did it, and the thing I saw on the internet was quite true, was if you look at how many people became villains because of Tony Stark. Yeah. like It makes sense, though. So many. Yeah. Like, in fact, technically speaking, he was an Iron Man villain, just Iron Man wasn't in the movie. Like, if mm-hmm. Iron Man had been around, that's who would have ended up fighting him. But what I... Okay, so I'm going to touch on that because I actually had that thought to myself as well, is that... The the impact event, right? The big event 
there, there, in, and you think in phase one, there was like a few major events, right? So Tony Stark creating the suit, mm-hmm. the implications of creating that suit is a ripple, right? So it's an impact event. So it, it spawned new people to copy technologies, right? Or to combat his technologies or they, you know, to, to quell what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So that's a rip impact event, right? Thor coming to earth was an impact event that brought other space age things to earth. Right. Um, and then of course the Tesseract was like an impact event. So like there was multiple, and remarkably look at the heroes this is based around, right? These impact events. So, and I think in one of the Avengers movies, I don't know if it's civil war, one of them, they kind of make that point that yeah. be, almost because of the Avengers, we now have more super. And this is what I'm getting at. I, I, lo- I love this because they don't let go of that. And it wasn't like a one-off to give excuses. Cause it, it, truth is, it's a reality, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's an arms race kind of concept, yeah, right? Exactly. And actually, the last Spider-Man, even like the layman people, like yep. just the regular humans, are getting stuff that they would yeah, never the, have the had vulture, access to. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that and that makes a lot of sense. It actually gives this really cool foundation across the entire MCU for this for Earth, and we'll leave it with this Earth right now. Um, it makes sense why this stuff starts to happen. It actually gives a good explanation for where the technology came from. It isn't all of a sudden these really, really crazy, super special people. It's like a whole bunch of the really smart people are able to take things they couldn't do on their own and now use these things to turn into something else. So it totally makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. I liked that. The blip, look, you had to figure something out. And this, if any movie is going to give you the transition out of the blip that you're going to not pick at it the most, Spider Man's going to do it because they're going to do it from a youthful perspective. So you're gonna be like, ha ha, well, that's kind of funny, and then it was it will work. That intro video, yeah. was great. The, like the high school newscast thing yep. where they did the, the honoring uh, Tony Stark, and and the it was fantastic. That that stuff that they do with the the two of them at the desk, yep. I loved it. It was but, great. But by doing it again, by doing it through that teenage lens, mm-hmm. it took away the the real hardcore asshole on the internet. Well, they're all there anyways, but the trolls are going to be a little bit less engaging because it had a fun piece to it. So it, it softened it. Cause I think if you try to do it with any of the other flicks, it was going to be too, you're going to waste too much time trying to explain too much and doing it in a one minute, two minute intro was perfect. It just, I, it was perfectly, I think they had to go with a lighter film out of Endgame and yes. infinity war, like Endgame and infinity were obviously very and I dark films. I wouldn't say this was that light of a film. No, but in, compared com- to homecoming, it was definitely a little bit darker. Yeah, Not a lot darker, but bigger issues. Which sure. makes sense because he's gone through so much shit now. He's going to handle things differently, yeah. right? Um, I love the Aunt May knowing he's Spider-Man. That was very helpful because I, I, as we start lessening that, I love the revelation. That, like one, I love that they confirmed that Zidania or whatever her name is. I just call her Zidania in this household. That she is MJ. I'm glad that she was MJ, be honest with you. That revelation was nice. Um, and then because yeah, young female, strong lead. I like it. I like it was a diverse casting. I like all that. Um and then the revelation to she now knows who he is. So now he's got a cluster of people to help support him in the decisions he's going to make as Spider-Man, much like Tony, if you're going to mimic it. Yeah. He had a few people, many people, everybody knew who he was, but it helped him in his decision-making process. So he needs that. He needs well, that group around him. And to jump right to the end, it kind of sort of inadvertently mirrors the ending of Iron Man 1 in that at the end of this movie... Everybody knows who Spider-Man is. Well, that was crazy. So I'm going to get to the, the ending. I want to touch a little bit separately. Mysterio, yeah. I thought Gillen, Jake, Gyllenhaal did, uh, Gyllenhaal, whatever, did yes. great, great job. Great job. Okay. Did Because I literally gasped out loud when he put the glasses on, when Peter gave him the glasses, and you realize he made himself look like Tony Stark, because I didn't quite see it till he had the glasses on. I was like, holy shit. Like, 
how did I not like the hair and and then then you look at it, his suit is basically yeah. Thor's suit. So he basically literally took Thor and Iron Man or, or Tony, and Tony Stark and just blended them together. And I when he I don't know I just when he put the glasses on I was like I just didn't see it until then I was like and then it was and it was like whoa like he's very much and then that's when he went into Captain Crazy mode. It was the catalyst. Yeah. Because now he realized he, what he was seeking he had, and now it was for him to go next step. And he went next step. And I like how, and you see this in Endgame too, um, a bit more. Um, I like when they went back and they they show you scenes that you've already seen from other movies, they but link, from different angles or, or yeah. from different people. Well, look at They have um, the ability flashbacks, yeah. right? And so comics can do that in panels. And so these, these movies now have, there's like 20 some odd movies they can use flashback scenes and from now. notoriously do it to the point where sometimes they do it and you're like, that didn't happen like that at all. But they're like, well, for this story now, this is how it's going to happen. Yeah, they don't have to retcon anything. They just no. roll with it. So yeah. I, I, again, much of this movie I really enjoyed. I didn't feel like it was, it didn't have a long feeling because it wasn't really that long. It was it was a solid two hours as, as Spider-Man stays, you know, not too long. Uh, I liked... I liked that the multiverse piece wasn't real in this movie. Yeah. It's a joke, but it's going to be a joke that becomes real. But I like that because I didn't want Spider-Man to explain the multiverse yeah. to me. I did, it, that's not because where I want that's a Doctor Strange thing. Exactly. Well, that, no, hold on. We only know that because of, of Comic-Con. No, we don't because the Ancient One tells him about that in the first Doctor Strange, that there's a multiverse. Oh, yeah. And they they talk- don't actually go into it. Yeah. And there was also the thing with the timelines and the stones a little bit, too. They're yeah. hinting around at different things. Bit. So they've been dropping little hints. But, but the thing, I'm just glad Spider-Man didn't get into it. I didn't want Mysterio to be the one to explain that to me. It made no sense. But so he makes an awesome point in that he's saying the people you know of the world there, but even as the audience, we've seen so much and they've seen so much that they're willing to buy anything. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. his whole gimmick is yeah. that... If they make a good enough presentation, people will believe whatever he spits out. No, this is, and there's a lot of, how can I put it? There's a lot of like world staging for us and that, that they're really helping us understand the mentality of, of where the world, the population is. Yeah. I don't know that was like inten- what you like, would have, yeah. what you, what you'd be used to seeing by now, what you would believe, what you wouldn't think yeah, is that crazy. Did, did you find that? I found this movie was tone setting. Yeah. That they're setting us up that this is what's normal. People, this is what people accept to be normal. Yeah. Um, this guy being broadcasted, his identity being oust. Like, this is normal. This is now a normal way of life. And people weren't, and even when he was web swinging at the end and he landed with Zendaya, or sorry, MJ in the street, people didn't come rushing up like they were crazy. It was just like, yeah, Spider Man. Like, there's a sense of normality to it. Which is almost now more in line with the actual comics, because yes. you know after years and years of comics, that's everyday life, especially yes. in like New York, mostly. Yeah. So I love it. I love the, yeah. that these are the little things that were done in that film. And to be honest with you, when I asked about expectations, this is kind of the expectation I had. My expectation was that one, we were going to get MJ. Two, we were going to get a little bit more of a robust, confident Spider Peter Parker, Spider Man, by the end of the fl- flick. He's not going to be isolated. He's starting. He's starting to get his big boy pants on. That New York is his, his base, yes, because he's a neighborhood Spider Man. But the idea of being outside of New York and helping isn't going to be out of his mindset anymore. He understands that. Um, so those little pieces were going to be there. A little bit of growing up and starting to see some bigger challenges because Spider Man hasn't had any of his big challenges yet. I was hoping for more Sinister Six kind of dropping, and I I didn't need it because I, why rush that? Tom Holland looks young enough, and he is young enough, 
the Spider-Man franchise is going to be absolutely a cornerstone going forward through this phase and probably a couple more. Um, lots of room for that flick. And then because you're going to open up this concept of multiverses, the Spider-Verse film was so big, as soon as Tom Holland starts to run the course and they get to that stage of the game, like, what do we do now? You're going to have Miles Morales launch in. So the way they're doing it, you have so much room for the villains and runway. Don't rush anything. So I'm glad with that. And I think they were trying to probably distance themselves from villains that have already been done in other iterations of Spider-Man. Like, I don't think, you know, we're not going to see probably right away a goblin of any kind. Which is a shame because that has such a cornerstone villain. Yeah, and, and Doc Ock would be handy to have too. To be honest with you, Actually, I think you know. There's, I'm thinking it's be. We Craven. haven't seen Harry Osborn at all, have we? We're gonna see Craven. That's what they're. That's what they're suggesting. In I can fact, see it. Um, I think Tom Holland said he wanted uh, Jason Momoa as Craven the Hunter. Yeah, I, there's I, wherever they go. I mean, I just trust their castings. And after again, after the panel this weekend, like castings, I'm just like, I, they just they they and there's they, no shortage they of nail Spider-Man it, villains. So they nail it every time. So I'm not even not even hesitant. Spider-Man villains are like Batman villains. There's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and even if one comes across and you're like, oh, that's one you're gonna, and you know what, it works. It, no one, nobody thought the Vulture was going to be the, the perfect first villain. Then you tell me he's going to be Michael Keaton. So now it's even more like, are you serious? And then all of a sudden it's like, shit, he was one of the better villains we had through probably all the MCU. Like if you're going to rank top 10 villains, which we will will do, there's enough of them now. He, he's top five in a lot of ways for, well, for the performance and the impact in the film. And what I'm happy that they didn't do and hopefully are kind of not going to do this is this tendency, especially 2000s, comic book movies where after like the first movie they would try to cram as many bad guys into mm-hmm. a movie as possible they've done that so many times and i'm glad that they're holding off on that well, as they much got, as they can they, they literally probably have a room that just runs this i envision this timeline that starts like in the bottom left hand corner and this is big long line that slowly uh climbs the walls as it goes around and around and around and around and then along the way are these these infer, inference points and each one is a film and it's probably like 400 films. And they've probably worked out where, and this is the room Kevin Feige doesn't let anybody in. Yeah. And this is the one he's worked it all out. And how, it's like the, when the ancient one did that fucking timeline thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that. And and you know what? What am I kidding? It's not on a wall. It's a fucking hologram probably that he walks and he just inputs fucking films. Because it just seems like he well, plops them sure in. They and, have all the money, so why not, right? Exactly. It, it, it eventually would be an interactive experience that you walk through at Disney. <laughs> the, the, the timeline of MCU. Yeah. But anyways, Here's the I, first 10 years. Yeah, it's... Listen, Homecoming was everything I was hoping for. Certainly a little bit more. Um, I love this whole Spider-Man suit thing, too. I actually didn't think I was going to like this. The fact that he... All the different changing tech suits. Piece. But I like mm-hmm. that, though, because... But that's the thing, too, with over the years, is he's had several suits, he's right? Been, he's been drawn differently over the years, yeah. right? So now there's actually a purpose behind the suits, um, having a bit of a help on him. And I like that. It just... It doesn't make him any stronger or anything, but it, it makes him a little more agile. Does these different things. I, I just it makes sense, and it helps me keep alive the fact that keep him alive, which is good because the reality is, he most times his costumes were somewhat spandex, and him getting shot was a really big issue yeah. uh, through the comic books. So this way we can kind of lessen the fact that Tom Holland ever has to worry about getting shot in most cases, and if he does, they can make it appropriate. So. I like it. I liked it. I like that aspect of it. I mean, I, I don't know how to get too deep into the plot. It was a nice... Here is... We tore your hearts out. We left you emotionally drained at the end of Endgame. And here's just a comfortable, uplifting film to remind you there's a lot more to come. We're going to take care of the treasures we got left and trust us with what we're doing, where we're headed now. 
because that's, that's what I felt like it was. That's what I felt that's exactly what Spider-Man was to us. Well, I thought it was interesting too, because like they're playing up that, you know, he's sort of, if not taking up the mantle of Iron Man, he's following in his footsteps. So as a repercussion of that, he, and inadvertently, he's having to deal with the problems of Tony Stark, yeah. what Tony Stark caused. And if you haven't seen the movie, basically the gist of it is Jake Gyllenhaal and many others have formed a, a, an organization, a group, and they're all disgruntled employees, essentially. And they are fabricating this superhero to get access to Tony Stark's technology and because basically convinces Peter Parker that he's a better hero than Peter is and he should be responsible in that. Now, I thought it was kind of neat. They have that scene on the plane where he's basically sitting at, essentially it's like the Iron Man one scene where Tony's designing the suit yeah. and he has like the, the, the minority report kind of screens and all that. And he's building all the suit you're like, oh, this is going to be like his home base. And then not five minutes later, that entire plane blows yeah. up. No, I like that. <laughs> I think what we're going to get is he's never going to have the consistent access on a regular basis, but he'll have periodic access. And that's where he's going to get these little minor upgrades. When I like it. That's that. I, like, I don't think we're going to be this. He's going to have this like base. I like him doing his own piecing together the technology stuff yeah, himself yeah. as a scrapper as like you know because he is that he's a scientist but he's not the the billionaire scientist he works with what he's got and so that's why i appreciate that and in theory at some point as he gets older we'll probably see him get into like the university and you know work with uh the what's his name the reptile yeah um, yeah connor's know, dr connor's yeah and that kind of stuff and maybe doc ock depending on how they do the story see there's so much room for that right so yeah. that's where I, I i do agree with you there's so much room for that to come and there's so much more they're still giving us that they don't need to rush any of it, right? So, uh, so no. Anyways, uh, all around home, home, uh, far from home. Sorry, great flick. Not going to complain. It, you couldn't. It's cementing further and further that there seriously is just not. How can I put it? Um, certainly the best Spider-Man we've ever seen cast, and probably still to date one of the best castings in the MCU. Yeah. Hundred percent, definitely on par with like like the, well, Loki, I mean, the you, Loki and the Hemsworth and the Robert Evans, Downey Jr. Like you, you know, like there's yeah. just so many that it's you're like boom, pin, perfect. Pinnacle. And I was just gonna say too, like the one thing I like the running gag that's kind of going now. They've set up in the first one, and then they kind of went on with this one too. Is how Flash Thompson hates Peter Parker, but that's how the comic but worked. Loves Spider Man. That, like, that was in the comic, and and more more prevalent, it was in the cartoon. Yeah, it was a really big thing in the cartoon. Okay, so let's talk about the after credits stuff because there's two big things that happen after the credits, and you're racking your brain because you can't remember which one happens yeah, which. I remember, I remember watching them too. Okay, well let's start with the, the the first one, the one that I don't know. I I said out loud, I was like, "What the?" F-? So they pan to, and this is actually kind of like the video game where the Daily Bugle has essentially become a digital entity, which makes sense. It's 2019, fine. This giant screen on the side of the building, and up pops J. Jonah Jameson, and it's the same fucking guy from the Spider-Man movies, the Sam Raimi. Uh, what the hell is his name? God damn it, I can't think of his name now. And yeah, I was but just, he's the, but he's the perfect J. Jonah Jameson. That's the thing. You have to have him. So many things went through my head. I was like, "Holy shit, is he like this? Are we having some sort of crossover event happening? No. Is it just a case of who else are we going to cast?" He looks almost like exactly the same, except they didn't give him the uh, the flat top. They kind of just let him do his natural hair. But he's got the same, you know, gruff voice. Um, so that was a huge reveal. So they have a J. Jonah Jameson. It's the same actor 
so that was a huge holy shit moment. And of course, he comes up and he's plays a tape that Jake Gyllenhaal's character uh, and the rest of them release to the Bugle that reveals that not only is Spider-Man Peter Parker, but they also reveal... J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Thank you. Uh, they reveal that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and they also reveal, or they show, uh, doctored footage indicating that Spider-Man killed him, like that he's a bad guy. So they've left... The, the movie essentially ends on everybody knows who he is, and everybody thinks he's a villain. Now, okay, let me just ask you, going forward... We know he's going to become a hero again. It's not an issue. Sure. And people, and there, people will always be left mixed, just the way they were Tony. You see all the echoing going on here. However, though, do you think, like, in the cartoons and comics, a lot of times what they're able to do is they're able to undo the unmasking. So they're able to manipulate the unmasking to show it was a farce and that it was a made-up thing. So do they do that to maintain the identity? Because Spider-Man really a long running thing with Spider-Man has always been his identity. It's pretty, pretty of all the superheroes. It's pretty and that's good. That's why it was such a big deal in the comics during the civil war thing that he revealed who he was. And cause he was the guy that Tony convinced to reveal himself, to pick his side. And then it just went downhill from there. Yeah. So is it symbolism is I think they're just going to let it be. No, I, 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 I agree. I think somehow, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be something crazy or, or something. I think it's going to be more like, the bugle gets discredited or, or something. So they do. Something natural, like something that a, a normal person So it's not going to be completely dead set, but it's going to be greatly, I think, do- yeah, greatly doubted. Because that way you have J. Jonah Jameson still suspicious of Spider-Man, doesn't yeah. trust him, all that. You have people, conspiracy theorists, you know, but the majority of the public but here's thinks the, it's Here's the bullshit. thing I'm thinking, though. What we've seen so far is that some of these, some of these bigger characters that are long standing inside these movies don't come in or, or storylines and, and books don't play as significant of a role in the movies because they don't need to be right. Cause they don't need as much screen time. So J. Jonah Jameson might be the teaser trailer at the, at the end credit. He might be something to do with the next, whatever flick Spider-Man's in something to do, but they might find a way to end the cycle of not using J. Jonah Jameson going forward. Because think about it. Peter's not a photographer. He doesn't work for the Bugle. So all the strings that used to be attached to Jameson aren't there. So it might be short-lived. You know, sometimes these characters come in and we go, hey, that's that character. And they're short. The Shocker. The Shocker. We got the Shocker in the first Spider-Man. And I don't think we're going to get him again. I think that was it. I think that's all we get. Although I think this sets up the next movie like a, a major... No, no. Stumbling block for him. He's going to be in it. J. Jordan James is going to be like the first catalyst, somewhat villain, whatever whatever they call it, antagonist in the beginning of the flick Mm -hmm. that will propel into whatever the main villain is. But it's going to be short-lived. It'll be within that cycle of that film and then done. It won't be in another film. Yeah, no, that's possible because by the end of that movie, maybe he gets just completely discredited and and he just loses his job or whatever. That's what I'm thinking. That's very possible. Yep, absolutely. They just seem to be with Marvel. The one thing they're doing is they're not trying to... When you see it, like they, they identify that, you know, there's like 20, 25 base characters that run through a book um, that support the hero or whatever. And what you're finding is that they're, they're very comfortable putting them in to a point, wearing them out, and we're not seeing them again. Like they're setting it up, we're not going to see them again. Because reality is, if they were to try to even do that and give them small samples in these movies, you're still looking like 50 years of fucking movies, mm-hmm. which is like insane. 
Yeah. And there's a couple characters that people have were kind of like pissy about that didn't stick around for too long or didn't quite show up as they wanted to, which we will get into with like the- our Comic-Con announcements because they may have fixed some of those. Okay. Okay. Um, right, so anyways, well, what was the other end credit? The other I one, think I missed it. The other one was it was revealed that Maria Hill and uh, Nick Fury were actually Skrull. They were the two main Skrull uh, people Whoa, from Captain I did Marvel. Not see that? In fact, they call Nick Fury, and he's on a space station somewhere, and he's on vacation. And the the main Skrull guy from Captain Marvel was Nick Fury, and that explains why he was so easily duped by uh, Mysterio, likely. But the question is, how long has that guy been doing that role for him? Has it been since, you know, uh, Endgame when you know after the blip? They haven't really explained that, but yeah, they. Uh, I the, don't. I didn't see that. Yeah, it was the, the second, second second one. Must one. have been yeah, because you saw the first one. And so, so yeah. what, what what is that setting up then? Just that Nick Fury's that Nick Fury's working in space, and what is he doing in space? And I think that's more of the Captain Marvel thing, which I think you know you're going to see again. Why is she not always on Earth? She's doing her other stuff, and I think Nick Fury. <clears throat> whether they're going to set up like um, what was the space shield sword? Oh yeah, I think maybe they're going to lead into something like that. They're clearly going to get into more space stuff at some point, uh, whether it's Captain oh, Marvel two or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's. Um, Wow. That was that was Spider Man, okay. and I'm I'm glad I caught it because I wasn't sure I was going to make it, and I did uh, I did finally get around to seeing it. So, mm-hmm. well, I saw it really right away, but I had such a big um, group I took to the movies that we did not make the second uh, end credit. Well, so I missed the scroll one. So see when it comes back. Look at that. Um, okay, well let's let's go from there straight into Comic Con then, because there is uh, there's a lot Marvel's Comic Con at this point. I mean, there are a couple other things to talk about, but I would say Marvel. And I think we'd be well, not I, the only ones that would suggest that Marvel pretty much dominated with their Saturday thing. Let's start with the things that aren't Marvel. Okay. Uh, did you see the Top Gun Maverick trailer? Yes, I did. How do you feel? Hmm. He's mixed. He, yeah. I mixed. I mixed on it that. It doesn't show a lot. I will say I thought the footage, the jet footage looked really good. Like, Oh, listen. The one thing I was really... I've watched the trailer a few times now. Mm. The one thing I'm really excited for is like, man, with the effects we get today, the stuff they're going to pull off with the planes now versus what they did then is going to be shit nuts. And it makes sense because he's had a 30-year career of being a shit nut pilot. So yeah. his, his skill set should be like out of this world. Well, and I'm watching him like, it looks like Tom Cruise is flying that plane. And then my wife's like, maybe he is flying that plane. I'm like, well, I, it is Tom Cruise. He's done some crazy stuff. It. I don't question he he could have been flying this whole time. It's finally starting to show his age though, and I don't know if it's because I you look at that character and you remember what he looked like then. I mean, he is almost sixty years old. I'm not knocking him for the way he looks, but you can he's I think he's finally starting to age a little. Um, but yeah, it was more of a teaser. It wasn't a full trailer. It didn't show a lot. Well. Because they're like, what are we going to show you? Like, we're not really, you know, we're, this movie isn't going to have a whole lot of substance to it. The other thing that I it found... It looks like it totally just tries to replicate... Yeah, well, that's the thing, because I thought some of the scenes were actually scenes from the original movie. Yeah. And then it turns out, no, no, they just actually recreated... I slowed it down, looked like it's complete recreation. So it's like, yeah. and he's he literally is just going to be the instructor, and the younger generation is going to go through it. And he's, but this time he's going to be more like the father figure to that younger generation than the hard ass. And he's going to have to do something to pull them through some special mission. Mm-hmm. But you know, it'd be cool if they kill him. 
Just he, throwing it out there, folks. What if he like pulls the ejector seat and um, he goes up and what? Isn't that what happened? Yeah, to goose, goose. <laughs> went up and hit the, the cover. And, so, and someone flies by and goes, "Duck, duck, goose, motherfucker!" No, I just felt like that was the line that needed to be done then. But anyways, there there wasn't anything in the trailer that made me say I have to see that movie, except nostalgia. That yeah, hundred percent. And the music. Listen, I gotta oh, give, yeah, yeah. I gotta give the credit. The music to the trailer kicked ass. It's totally the way 80s trailers used to work so successfully is they have a song that has no other purpose in the world but that to that movie. Yeah. Although in life you'll hear it again and realize that it actually probably was a single of some sorts, but in any case is completely tied to the film forever. And so what do you do? You just use it again. <laughs> and away you go. But even like that, I mean, there wasn't any, like if you looked at say like the trailer for Creed when it came out, you have the nostalgia, but there was... There was some meat to it. They're, they're so okay, far. Hold on, hold on, though. But that, I don't think that's apples to apples because I think Stallone never gets the credit he deserves for being a really good writer, producer of, of flicks. Well, that's what I'm saying. And like, so I don't when know you if look at Creed, be... he, he recognized it was, this is an evolution. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to mimic. It's going to work in a shadow, but it's going to still be a different story. I guess I just hope there's I don't feel something like, that's going to I don't feel me. like Maverick's going to be a different story. Like They're playing fucking volleyball. Mm-hmm. Like there's And they had the piano going with the same clothes. They look like the same fucking outfits. In the same fucking bar. So he put his same coat on and drove the same bike. Like, there wasn't even an effort to try to make it a modern bike. It was the same damn yeah. bike. I'm really hoping the next trailer has something else in it. You know what I'm looking forward to is the spoof version of this movie. Are we? Are, we, are they still Remember Hot Shots? Yeah, Hot Shots was great. So I feel like Charlie Sheen's going to go, motherfucker, I'm coming back. <laughs> and he's going to call his version Goose. <laughs> or I ice, didn't die. Or Ice Man. But I, I think Goose would work better. Man. Okay, anyways, um, a freezer. Just breaking your train of thought. Okay, so what else What else do you want to talk about for trailers? Dark, uh, Dark Crystal? I haven't seen it yet. Matter of I, but I heard it was like a few hundred million dollars and they're actually still using animatronics and puppets. They're not going CGI. I'm in. Yeah, same here, just because of that. I'm actually going to go watch the first one because I've never actually seen it yet. Yeah. So I've heard but, good things. Like I haven't seen it, but I, I have heard like the team that's working. I'm on it. actually going to go job. go all in on it because one, yeah, the is it the, the Lucas... Um, I mean, it's technically Disney. Because yeah, I, but the Lucas um, animatronics and puppeteers or whatever. I can't remember. Is it Lucas or Henson? Henson, sorry. Henson, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all in on it, apparently. And uh, Taron Egerton. I just like the guy. Edgerton, sorry. I, lo- I love that guy. And so I'm, uh, I'm, that's enough for me just to get a whirl. And it's a cult thing that they're like 300, 400 million into already, just on the puppets. So just on the puppets. Just on the cast, folks. So good puppets. Might be a fucking billion dollar film somehow. Which makes no sense. Speaking of a lot of money, that's probably going to go wasted. Did you see the nightmare that is the Cats trailer? Nope. Don't. I have no interest. I have no interest. In, Not I only do I have no interest when I saw it, it scared the bejesus out of me. Like it's. I have no interest in the movie. I have no interest in the play. I had no interest in the original movie. I have no interest in the soundtrack, the, the reason, Broadway musical, any of that shit. It's about cats. I don't like cats. Do cats hate it? humans. Like the reason I can't handle it. That the, the cats were people in the stage play is because what else are they going to do? You don't make your CGI movie human cats. Like, that's not... It's just messed up. Like, yeah. just make them cats. We got Secret of Life of Pets, man. It was way better. Uh, probably. Yeah, it was. I saw both of them. Way better. Uh, if you want... Uh, uh, there's so many things that came out of the concept. The whole idea of they're going to do uh, a prequel to fucking Gremlins. Yeah. So it's just so much, man. I, I My brain is dying on some of those things. So what else was there that you want to talk about that isn't Marvel? Uh, I got one more thing before we get into the big one, and then we'll get into the Marvel stuff. Um, okay, I can follow that. debuted the Witcher 
trailer yeah, for Netflix. Yeah, I'm a, I follow him religiously, though. Henry Cavill and Cavill, Cavill. I, call him I hope it's good. And, uh, and I know, obviously, Netflix is hoping that this is going to be their, quote, Game of Thrones, their high fantasy thing. You know what, though? It looks really good. It looks good. It, they're really stressing, and I think this is to not anger the fanboys, that it's based on the books that the games yes. are based on, not necessarily games. So yeah, as to Which not... is safer that way, actually. Yeah. and Better content. I hope it's good. I worry with Netflix because sometimes if things don't blow up immediately, they dump it. So well, I'm hoping with this. The other problem too is Netflix. Usually, the things that do the best on Netflix usually don't come with a lot of fucking build up. Mm-hmm. Like Netflix, Stranger Things didn't have a lot of build up, no. and boom, just fucking totally took the world by storm. Yeah. So I I worry that, but because of the cast in there, I can understand the justification for the build up because they want to make sure they get some retention out of it. But I mean, in all seriousness, um, he went full you know full bore into to the witcher and he is a damn good actor and he, he is really good at what he does when he goes all in and so i'm i'm optimistic that he will do well in that role and it looks like from the just from the trailer alone they've captured a good amount of the context in the books so I, i'm i'm excited i'm actually legitimately excited to watch that um i don't want to get I don't want to start nitpicking on it because I just gonna, I'm going to go with an open mind and just really enjoy it. I think it'll be well. Yeah, like I want to go in and be like watch like three or four episodes before I like. I, I hope by that point I I'm you know either on board or, or not. I'm not going to go in and be like first episode no good because I mean honestly if you go back if you didn't see I went into Game of Thrones knowing Game of Thrones so it's different but I can Same imagine here. you watch that first episode not a lot happens. Like you, no. I, it takes a little while to pick up steam. You're building this huge world, so I imagine the same thing's going to be you know with that. So. All right. So after the Marvel panel, which we will get to, was Kevin Smith's panel. Yes. And he was teasing all week that he was going to drop the trailer. And then on Friday instead, maybe the day before, I think it was, or maybe it was early Saturday, uh, he dropped the trailer. Anyways, it was Friday. Friday. Yeah. Pretty sure. Uh, I'm going to assume you did the same thing I did at one particular scene. And let's just say there's been, I don't even know how to to set this up. And we've talked about this before. And we've talked about how we hoped and hoped and hoped that this would be something that was going to happen. And sure shit. And it's very brief, but we know it's bigger. There's a scene with Ben Affleck in the trailer. And I swear to Christ, when I read his Instagram post the next day, I cried. I fucking cried because... It's it was bullshit. It was it was bullshit that they 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 had this stupid falling out, and they were clearly, if you listen to any of the commentary tracks on like Mallrats or uh, or Dogma, or Chasing Amy, they were like fucking tight. And then this it just fell apart. I was so happy to see it, and I I fuck I missed the rest of the trailer because I was too amped up about that. So I had to go back and watch it. But I mean, he's fucking he's. And, and I don't know if it's, well, if you, you read the Instagram post, it, it was a third party that helped them get yeah, back yeah. together, which, you know, which is great. And I, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope it's not just, you know, Ben just did it for the money and that's it and walked away. I hope, I hope there's a little bit more to no, that. No, if you look, when you read, if you read the Instagram post, yeah, he goes into getting his friend back. Yeah. And like, and, that's, and that's, that's a big deal. And I think, yeah. you know, I hope. Especially having not died. Uh, I think the perspective was there, right? So it, all, all in all, I mean, to know he's back, to know that the whole thing's complete, 
in terms of we're going to get all the characters. Yep. We're getting everybody. No inhibitions. Because that was the only one. And we said, I'm sure we said it on yeah, one of these episodes. We we're like, wouldn't that be awesome if that secret was kept that we, you know, that they did finally. And it sounds like it happened relatively late. Like it sounds like it wasn't, he didn't know when he wrote it originally that that was going to be something that was going to happen. So that was, I mean, that was the huge takeaway. Now, I mean, that trailer is chock full of cameos. That's all that movie is. And he said he called in everybody he yeah. fucking knew or ever been on, and they're in that film. Mm-hmm. So it's just all it is is cameos. So obviously we're talking about the James Hound Bob oh, yeah. reboot trailer. I think yeah. we might have skipped over that. And I just love how they made fun of the fact that it's a reboot reboot. Yeah, and yeah. It's, oh, it's just so great. Like, I love it. It's going to be good. It's going to be ridiculous. It's a short trailer. It doesn't obviously show much, but it doesn't have to because the, the people that are going to see it are going to see it. If they showed a full trailer, it'd be the movie. But I love. I was so happy to see you Jason almost, Lee back as I Brody. The, I almost got the whole movie right there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know what's going to happen. It's going to be. It's just, it's just seeing, the jokes along the way. Yeah, you know, you get. Um, uh, what the hell? The fact that he's got daughter that they have yeah. kids. The I love the, it. the 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 cat burglars from Jansen Bob yeah. Strike Back are in it. You got Brody's back. You've got. He I said think, he he put everybody in it. There's like a hologram of uh, Chris Hemsworth in it or something. I don't know. And you know what's going to be hilarious. Rosario Dawson was in it. Who? Yeah. It was just like. You had to watch because they were like, for like two seconds, he put them on screen. So then, of course, if you've seen Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, you know that they're there to stop the Blunt Man and Chronic comic book movie being made. And this is a remake. They're going to stop the reboot. The reboot of the of the movie. So, of course, much like current uh, remakes and reboots, they changed things. So in this one, they made, um, I don't know, Chronic, I guess. I can't remember which one's which. Oh, A Woman. So they reveal who Bluntman and Chronic are in this one. Uh, in the original, it was um, was it uh, Dawson and uh, yeah, who, it was um, the, Jason, Jason Biggs, Biggs and Jason, uh, Biggs. Jason uh, James Vanderbeek. Yeah, which because there's a shot with them. They, that was a, a great tag in that tra- Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, "What do you think of this?" Like, I think it's shit. Like, who made this? Kevin fucking Smith. But yeah, they so they show who they are in this one. It's fucking. Um, I always get her last name wrong. Melissa Benoist or ben, mm-hmm. Benoist, the Supergirl. Supergirl, yeah. So the female one. And then it's fucking Val Kilmer in like the Silent Bob role, which is hilarious. I can't wait. I can't. I know there's going to be some good shit there. Yeah. Because he looks miserable, and I'm sure that's on purpose. Like, I think oh, it's yeah. going to be great. So, I mean, yeah, it's a short trailer. We'll, we'll, but be, going, we'll be going to the theater to see this. Yeah. I'm, the only thing I'm a little concerned about is it sounds like it might be a limited run thing. So hopefully. You know, it's not too... It too... also sounds like a major fucking hard R. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you go by that trailer, it does not start the trailer out... trailer alone, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Okay, like, where, where can you air this trailer other than YouTube? Yeah. But you know what? Where do you air trailers now, right? Definitely that's not. Much that's it. definitely not TV. So, no, we're, we're very excited. We knew the trailer was coming. I've been listening... We've been listening to it build up on, on Kevin's... All his different channels and stuff. So, excited about that. And that trailer only has... I guarantee there's a huge amount of cameos that are left out of that trailer. Oh, for sure. There's, there's just not gonna be, time. There's going to be people he's going to put in there that... And the thing, too, is like he's made a lot of friends over the years in Hollywood. So there would be people that, people that are going to want to be in there that, you know, he's just going to find space for them, right? Yeah. So that that's... So that was the big news up until the Marvel panel. Yeah, and I bet you anything, too. I bet you Marvel tipped him off with like, yeah, You hey, may want to drop your trailer down. This is, no this, one's gonna this is the <laughs> shit we're going to do tomorrow. Like, yeah. so, you know what? Drop your shit. Don't 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 get caught off guard, and yeah. I'm I'm glad they did that too because it would have really fucked him up. 
because he he himself would have been fucked up to not even care about dropping his stuff. This is because he would have been rolled into the Marvel universe. This is the poor guy who like years ago got stuck after the J.J. Abrams Star Wars panel, and everybody left to go to the the orchestra playing outside, and he had like an empty room. <laughs> Story of his career. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go. Let's go, Marvel, man. I, because uh, this yep. could get. I I, I have. Uh, I have it in chronological order. Yeah, you got the. Pictures. I just went for the the pieces because for me, there's certain things. There's. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. There's two things in Phase Four. I take my money. Just take it. 100. percent I really, really want to see the first thing. And then there any, any is details. The titles. Some of the titles. A look awesome, like the well, logos look awesome. Okay, yeah, but I found some cool things out about some of those titles already. And then just the fact that the titles are very comic booky, like they're not. It's not like Thor two or you know, like it's some yeah. of them are. But now they're. I've found out like okay, let's, let's go Thor. Okay, so Thor and and Love and Thunder. Turns out there's absolutely no script. That is just literally the name they're hoping to use. I've heard there is a script. I heard that he well, hasn't showed it to anybody. No, no, no. He has an idea what he wants to do. Oh, okay. He, whether he's written it down or not, which God we, knows. We haven't talked about this since so, last time. So Taika Waititi yeah, did yeah. get the job. He's back. Hundred percent. Which I, I don't think that, I don't think they would have done another Thor unless they had him. I think he's as crucial as Hemsworth for another Thor, um, especially with what he's done. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, Love and Thunder, it, and the thing is, I I, I want to trust Marvel on this, but I also know they could just be fucking with us. Um, but when he handed Natalie Portman. Majorn. Yeah. It's Malorn, I mean sorry. I mean it's been written down enough and times I, that it can't not be that. It ha- no no it ha- you have to do it. Not only that, I, I honestly also, wonder whether Chris Hemsworth is a major character in the movie. I think she is the Thor in Thor Love and Thunder. No no no. I think the the deal is something's going to happen to him and her are gonna reconnect somehow. Love will rekindle once again and something will tragic will happen and there'll be a, the climax of the movie will be her becoming the female Thor because the hammer will come to rescue her. And all of a sudden the armor will take her over. Unlike cap, she's actually going to get the armor. Something bigger is going to happen to her as a catalyst. Cause cap got the hammer and didn't get to the armor. Something's going to happen. That's going to make her get armor out of this. Yeah. Like if you look at the comic book, she was, I think she had cancer or something like that. Severe cancer. Yep. And this kept her alive basically. Um, I don't know because the, the real question is, does he give up the mantle? Do they do they make it so he has to give up the mantle for her, or does she just gain it as well? Because he's now he's now the king of Asgard by definition through this lineage thing. No, he's not. Well, no, he passed the title to to, to yeah. Valkyrie, but the gods are the gods, so the lineage piece is still tied. to I his think name. I think because they're playing off this um, thing that Valkyrie is either gay or bisexual like i honestly think that they're they're pushing her and uh natalie portman more as the main characters it could be i could be wrong I, the way that i they left thor i'm thinking thor is going to have more of a major part in guardians guardians yeah they haven't told us where guardians fits right if the, if even the time when they gave us is correct now according to james gunn he again confirmed that he has to finish um the suicide squad before he can start so yeah It'll be a little while. Uh, so, yeah, that was... Oh, do you want to do this in chronological order? Well, they're not now because you've, you've done that. But um, Well, that was the last one, so it doesn't really matter. But those were the two major things was obviously Natalie Portman is going to be Thor of some sort. I'm glad she's back because she's a good actress. See, my th- part of the reason I think she is going to be one of the main, the main Thor is because what else would have brought her back? Like She kind of wrote off that character 
publicly, like said, you know, I'm done well, with this. Well, they didn't give her anything to do with it. Exactly. So now I think she, I think she's going to have a, quite a large part. Hmm. All right, fine. Let's Which go. is fine because I think that's needed. And that's I think she has the chops to do it for sure. And it's to be hilarious because in her, her Instagram is like, this is the last time you're going to see me not buff. Yeah. So she's already committed in her mind and she can call it out. So there's a publicity piece her building up for it. I love it. I love it all around. So if we're looking at just films, we've got uh, next one up is Black Widow, uh, May 1st, 2020. It's funny. I wasn't really excited about that until I saw the rest of the cast. So David Harbour yep. playing the Red Guardian, yep. which is interesting. I don't know who Rachel Wise is playing. I suspect probably something to do with the training. Uh, the, mm. the I forget what they call that. The wasn't the Sparrows, was it, or something? No, like that? Not something that's, the, that's the Jeff Red Lawrence Room, movie. maybe? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the Red Room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Florence, I don't know her name, as... Pew? Uh, Pew? Pew? Yelena, who they call a sister figure. So probably another trained yeah. person. So that's uh, coming out next year. I was actually thinking, is there any more this year? I don't think there is. No. Which is no, kind of a break. Isn't Shang, isn't Shang Chi this year? No, it's next year. It's February 2021. Uh, so next up was The Eternals, November 6, 2020. That, I know nothing about The Eternals, do you? Other than it's going to be like way before everything that we know now. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's, that's the something I've read. Now, whether that's accurate or not, I, I'm not going to source it because I'm not 100% sure if it is yeah. that accurate. It's actually but one of the few ones, which I'm actually happy. I to- love the cast. Yeah, so we have obviously. I was, a, I was actually surprised. I, I'm a big Richard Madden fan. Yeah. So having Richard Madden was cool, and that he'll balance it with the Angelina jo- Angela Jolie. Angelina Jolie. We've got Richard Madden, uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Yes, I like him and too. And Salma Hayek. Yes, which was pretty cool. Yep. So yeah, I know nothing about it. So, but you know what? I'm excited uh, for that because uh, I really didn't know much about Guardians of the Galaxy. The Eternals. My understanding was like some of the original super powerful cosmic entities so mm-hmm. that their power level and scope is going to be very very grand mm-hmm. as opposed to something we've seen kind of like potential have like um, adam warlockish size power if i remember as individuals they have like greek or um, yes. like god names like icarus like, yeah. athena so and that so that would be interesting yep tying into that so there's there's it could be a so that one's filming now. There could, that'll be out next. It could be a big, long historical winter. trail that brings you down to the world of Hercules if they ever go down there. Yeah, I wonder they what could, the, they could play with that. I wonder what the legal thing is with Hercules. Like, I was listening to somebody before that any of the Norse, Norse mythology, Greek mythology, there's something else. There's no uh, it's like public IP. domain. Yeah, you public domain. There's no IP. You can't touch it. Yeah, it's so fucking old. It predates all this shit. So. You can, you can, it's fair game sweet so very interesting concept I, I, the Eternals I think what's exciting it's funny Guardians had no pressure right it was like oh Guardians ooh low expectation ooh. oh my god Guardians amazing so now because of that the Eternals actually has pressure because it's lesser known just like Shang-Chi Shang-Chi sorry Shang-Chi not a good for Garth Lisp um, again not the biggest or most popular Marvel character. So now there's an expectation that, oh, you're going to, you know, not, you're going to be, you're not going to fuck up like Iron Fist. So you're going to do it right. Right. So it's kind of like this. You better make me want to like the, these characters. Yes. Like yeah. at this point. And I don't know, you know, for film wise, I don't think they've screwed up too many. Uh, of no, that, film so. wise. No. So then, uh, yeah, as you said, Shang-Chi is, uh, 
sorry, I should say the full title because it's kind of important. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes. Which is now Marvel's way of getting us back to the Ten Rings organization, which was an Iron Man thing for quite a few movies. Uh, We will have the appearance of, quote, the real Mandarin in this movie. Yeah. Character that was referenced in the short uh, Hail to the King when... The fake Mandarin was in prison. It was interviewed, and they basically said, "You've pissed off the real Mandarin. You're coming with us. He wants to see you." And they take him away. So that was, I think, some of Marvel kind of retconning because they're like, "It was well, smart." It was people like the twist, but not at the sacrifice of not having the Mandarin character. That being said, they have to be careful, and I think they will be. The Mandarin character in the comic books is super racist. Like it's, it's a caricature of what an Asian person looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, but, um, the, there's a, there's a way to bring it in softer. The guy playing the Mandarin has been, uh, Tony Leung, Leung. If you've seen in any action movies, Asian action movies, he, the guy has been in a lot of them, uh, as a Canadian connection, Shang-Chi is Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. From Kim, Kim's convenience. Kim, Kim. Okay. Can you imagine that for a second? The guy has basically two credits that are going to be on his IMDb. Kim's Convenience and then a Marvel blockbuster, potentially. Like, that's insane. I love the story that, I think it was November of last year, he put up on Twitter, basically tweeted at Marvel, Hey Marvel, uh, I wanted to talk to you about Shang-Chi. And then Saturday night, he uh, responded to that tweet and said, Thanks for the talk. Basically implying that he yeah, demanded it, the job and got it. and But he just got cast on Tuesday. Yeah. Like, yeah. what a crazy turnaround. So that's cool. Um, and Aquafina's in that, which she seems to be in everything now. Um, she's doing great. But I just thought, like, like to go from... Like, that's... I don't know. A CBC program. Mm-hmm. That's like the guy from Murdoch Mysteries ended up being, like, somebody crazy. Like, it just yeah, be... Yeah, no, no. I'd be I'm, awesome. I'm... I'm I just think it puts the reality that our Canadian programming isn't so under the radar anymore. You know what pisses me off is I guarantee we'll never see him at Fan Expo. The guy lives in Toronto. Yeah. He's going to oh, start no, a Marvel movie. I don't movie. think so. I don't think we have that problem. So. He's, 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 um, I'm listening to some of the press and some of the comments and feedback stuff from his co-stars. There's a lot of uh, grassroots feeling well, for, for him. So there's a, seems to be a very humble, holistic kind of guy. So fingers are crossed on that. Uh, next one up, and again... Full title could mean a lot. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, May 7th, 2021. Is this, if we're going to get the multiverses introduced anywhere, this is it. Also, they're saying no. this is going to be the MCU horror movie. Well, because here's the other thing. The Scarlet Witch is... Yes, Scarlet Witch has been him announced and, him, him and Scarlet Witch are significant roles. perfect sense because she... Her powers would tie into that perfectly. Well... Not even her powers ex- bridge between both. They haven't really explored that side of her powers too much in the movies. Which well, she, except when see. she she screwed with their minds, right? And their visions. In, uh, that was the closest Age of, one. Age of That's but right. She has that hex thing she can do. Yep. Right? There's she's stuff, a witch. Yeah. So right? she, stuff, she, and I hope they play that up. She hasn't played with yet. So yeah, she's in. Uh, but you know, I think they're blown away too with Elizabeth Olsen um, capturing the Scarlet Witch. The fan base really resonating to her, and I think with us losing Black Widow, she's going to be the strong femme. Other than Captain Marvel, yep. she's going to be the other strong young female in there that they're going to rely upon yeah. to be important. And she's developing that that base across all the characters in the MCU. So I think she's going to be very, 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 very important. So Wouldn't it be cool? I say all this and they fucking kill her in that movie. Oh, man. 
the one thing that people knock about the character in the movies is her outfit. It's not comic. She goes all Scarlet Witch. No, but what? Well, what if she gets her her outfit from where he got his cape? You know, where they have all the artifacts and so stuff. Some, like it, 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 something it, it, comes it to her, or she's drawn to something. Which ties her more into the magical world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. That could yeah, tie into that for sure. Now, who do you think the baddie's going to be? Is this going to be the Dormammu? tie again but then this makes me think of what you said do you think we'll see Dormammu again yeah or I know was he just used for that and then I, that's it and I, I don't know I think that's to be honest with you he had either the potential to be um, Avenger level villain or not and they went with not and so I don't think he comes back because of that I, I don't think he's gonna be a learning curve kind of thing it's not I don't know here's the thing I'm looking at phase four and I know we should probably talk about this more at the end, but as we're ongoing, if the audience isn't thinking about this, and if you haven't thought about this, who's your big baddie that's going to get drawn through this, right? Because in the first phase, we had this like thread of Thanos, sure. very, very light. Before even casting the characters, he was, yeah, he was just slightly. In there. Yep. Yeah. Who the fuck is going to be referencing this? I mean, Black Widow isn't, I don't think that's going to have any ties. Well, I think that's more of a prequel, I presume. Exactly, right? So I think that is the homage to the movie she should have got all yeah. along, and this is where the space fits. Um, the Eternals, to me, is the one that can give us something, and that's it. Screams Galactus to me, right? So, so that, but then, then we get nothing. Falcon and Winter Soldier. We can get very Captain America style, um, where they get some sort of massive event on Earth that links something for fucking Galactus. I think you could play with that shit I think the TV shows are going to fall more in the Netflix vein where it's mostly grounded, although hopefully tied to the movies better than the Netflix ones were. Yeah, you're going to get better crossover into the movies. But I would not be surprised if if like a Galactus type thing well, is not the where we're going. The reason I'm thinking that too is because when I look at... I look at... That Eternals, yeah, and I'm looking. At, I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at three particular movies. I'm looking at the Eternals. Yep. I'm looking at Doctor Strange, and I'm looking at Thor. Yeah, because we don't know yet if Shang Chi is actually in present time or if it's. It could also be an older one too. We don't. know. I don't feel like the Mandarin is going to be big enough to be the character. No, and you know what? That's fine to have Thor, and then if they get female Thor. And then you got Valkyrie. The three of those. Could God, fuck, I hope they fuck. bring in like Beta Ray Bill. The three of them could fuck up. Yeah, Banner in two seconds. It's not even a thing, right? So, yeah, Beta Ray Bill. It's a whole other thing. I hope they touch. I think it's Guardians. I 100 yeah, think be. Guardians. And I think if we get Beta Better Ray Bill, Bill, sorry, we're gonna get Warlock. Um, all this is Galactus. They keep talking just, Warlock. It just, yeah, it just screams Galactus because because if they're gonna do Galactus and they're gonna make him bigger, bolder, crazier than Thanos in the Gauntlet, then okay, cool. And I think they completely do it, can do it. Like if he's a world leader, they're going to make this fucking yep. thing big enough to eat and, a planet. And you've, so, you've got Captain Marvel, who we know is super powerful, obviously. So, so you're going to play with all the right characters to make that And pretty a cool. lot of space yes. and larger than Earth movies. And up. what's cool about all of this, if, if this is accurate, if the end flick of the arrival of Galactus or the impending doom of Galactus or if it's going to be the Silver Surfer. The one that I'm about to announce. Fantastic Four. Yeah, so they didn't go into detail and he literally said he didn't have enough time to touch on uh, Black Panther 2. So these are all confirmed. Black Panther 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Captain Marvel 2. They've confirmed Fantastic Four is in development. Quote, Mutants. 
And then they brought out one last thing right at the end of the film thing, which was kind of interesting. They brought out... Uh, I love this. Mahershala Ali. I love the casting. I love it. And he put on a... He said, oh, you got your own hat? Said, yeah. And he puts on his hat and it's the Blade hat. So he is going to be our Blade for the MCU. You know what? It's funny. Somebody put online and I... It's Everyone's like, man, yeah, let, let, bring back Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes no. is the only guy. And then they announced this and they're like, who's Wesley Snipes? Yeah, no, perfect casting. Now, perfect casting. It does piss some people off because he was in Luke Cage. He was caught in mouth. So then you get that thought, well, does that negate the Netflix programs as being part of the MCU? No, he'll be done up in costume and but character CGI. The, shit um, touches to him. Uh, Black, Black Mariah was also in a movie. She was in Civil War. That's right. She's the one that lost her son that set Tony Stark off on... Uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So this isn't... This hasn't, and actually, I just watched that. Yeah, this hasn't not happened before. So yeah. I'm thinking... And honestly, with the, the J. Jonah Jameson casting, I think, honestly, they're just pulling who they want, who they he, think is a good role. He's just a great cast for it. He's way more athletic than he's been able to play anywhere else. Uh, he's a fit fucking dude. And and you know what? He's a big, imposing dude. Mm-hmm. And I like that idea because Wesley Snipes is not exactly the world's tallest guy. The only guy, guy that would have would have fit that I would have been like cool with would have been like Idris Elba. Yeah, but he's too old, though. He's too old. He yeah, is too old. And I, I want Blade to have more than one flick. Yeah. So give me someone that you can get me 10 years out of comfortably that he's fit and going to stay that way. Look, there's a lot of unknown castings you could have went, but this guy's a legit Hollywood actor, man. Yeah. And he's going to have to have some good acting chops. And people can say what they want about Wesley Snipes, but actually he did a really good job at Blade. So this guy's got a... Uh, how can you put it? He's got he's to gotta do better than the previous or at least as good. So you better give me some, some Hollywood chops because you you got you to top a Wesley Snipes character that really embodied Blade well at a time when comic book movies were trying and failing. Mm-hmm. So he's got to do Arguably, you know, you can, people always point to X-Men, but Blade was a couple of years before and Blade got three movies. Like it did, did it very well. It was the well. first real big push. Yep. And real it didn't, big push. It didn't pussyfoot around. It was an no. R-rated movie. That's my only other concern is where Blade will fall ratings wise. Like what how far is you know, Marvel what, willing what to you go? Know, you know what I'm watching though is if you watch how they just imp- uh, allow the dismemberment, the bleeding. Like they 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 stab and shoot and blow shit up. It's just you don't see the gore aspect of it. Now it's vampires you're going to have to show blood. So they're going to go down the road of R. They have to do it just because and, and blood will make it an R. Whether they like it or, like that's a reality. But I don't think that's going to hurt anything. It never hurt Deadpool. Um, Deadpool was very extreme. I think the the issue is more Disney wanting to not, you know, wanting to be careful. I agree. I think they're going to brush the edge on this one. I think what they'll have to do, and there's been talks of this already with Disney buying um, Fox and that, is that Disney may have to have a branch that releases R-rated movies. That specifically. And, and here's what's so exciting about this. Is hope we go here. Why I was so excited about Blade is aside from the fact that I like vampire movies and I like I like the Blade character. To me, this is setting the stage of how they're going to make this fit for fucking mutants mm-hmm. because I think the mutants are going to go under the same place or holder as Blade because they're a little more edgy, a little more rough, and a little more violent. So it's setting the stage where if they can find the home for a Blade, get the ratings, and get the feel that they want those fucking adamantium claws are going to fit right in that same element because if they want to do Wolverine right, Wolverine's got to be able to make people bleed. 
And so they have to fit. And Wolverine himself has to bleed a shitload. So they have to find that fit. And so Blade is the perfect soft dip your toes in the water to find the fit. Uh, because people are going to be excited for Blade for lots of reasons because they want it. Um, it's a homage to that first jump. But it's the one that's going to set the stage where X-Men will land. And I think they're they're not stupid enough to not do something else with Deadpool. Oh, no. Yeah, so I, he's going to end up in there, too. I think <laughs> so. And I think what they can do, they can they can have, like, the team-ups or the Avengers movies be, like, a PG-13. Yeah. Bring those characters in. You can tone them down enough, you know. But then in their own movie, let them do... Off the wall. Let them be themselves. Yeah. So that was the movie announcements. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, I just think is... I was really wondering what Phase 4 was going to look like. And there is just tons of excitement there. Black it's Panther 2. It's not what 2, I thought, but it's I don't definitely... Know what on, where they're going, Black Panther 2. I'm assuming Black Panther 2 is going to be him. Is it actually going to be Black Panther 2? Is it going to be Avengers 5? They said Black Panther 2. Because I'm just wondering, is his film going to be like the Captain America, uh, Captain America films were, as like that core film right. around the Avenger pieces? Like his were always the catalyst. So whatever happened to his flick was the catalyst into the Avenger flick. And so I'm wondering if that's what his is, or for this phase, is that going to be Captain Marvel? Because we're going to be space focused, and if Galactus is the dude, then the Captain Marvel flick is and the Guardians flicks are going to serve that role. Because I think she's going to cross over those flicks. And I think the Guardians will cross over in her flick too. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've been reading the current run of Avengers. Um, I think it started last year. I kind of probably should have saw some of this coming because Blade has been introduced as a member of the Avengers mm-hmm. about six months ago. So it makes sense. The, the movie. Well, they've said they're, they're going to do a whole new team of Avengers that could look completely well, different with a couple, couple of The familiars. leader of the Avengers right now in the comics is Black Panther. Yeah. Iron Man is in it. Cap is in it. But Black Panther is the leader. So there's certainly a possibility. Well, he's got the tech, he's got the base, and he's got the he's a king. The maturity level too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's the movies. And then they're just like, oh, also, here's a hundred TV shows. And he's the warrior tactician dude. Yeah. But he's got all the mantles he can wear in one. He really is a combo of Iron Man and Tony Stark. Uh, and he's Iron already and- led groups yes. or an army, basically. Yeah. And he's fixed a country. So he's got all this stuff. Really, why isn't he leading them now? Yeah. Yeah. He's Uh, cool as shit, by the way. Like, he just oozes cool. So we've got the Falcon and the Winter... The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm looking forward to those two together on screen. Their chemistry was great in the movies. Going into this, my expectation was this is going to be... And if you look at the logo, it shows the shield. This is going to be a movie or a TV program where I think they're going to struggle over the role of Captain America. Mm -hmm. Because both in the comics have been Captain America. The movie kind of ended with... Um, Falcon getting the shield but that's not to say the Winter Soldier may not pick it up in certain uh, situations well, they, and it's not, let's not kid ourselves at some point in time all all bets are always off and they could just fucking ice Falcon at some point in time they could <laughs> uh, also when I mentioned this earlier about characters who may not have gotten their full due they announced that uh, uh, what's his name I'm losing it da- uh, Daniel Bruhl is coming back as Helmet Zemo. Yes. Now I wonder, will he come back more now as the proper Baron Zemo? That's right. Actually, he's listed as Baron Zemo. Which is great because he's only just locked away. That's right. And this is great. They didn't kill him off specifically, so... This is a great place for Martin Freeman's character to hang out to. So, and and that could also give us some light ties to Wakanda. And the thing is, these, these two characters have moved through so much of the MCU 
that they on earth they can kind of go anywhere mm-hmm. so there's lots of room for them to play they they can be situated anywhere with the ability to go in and out of anywhere the other thing i i the vibe i get to and i could be way wrong is i think it's going to be that winter Sol like the, the movie captain mm-hmm. america the winter soldier that that more grounded, but the the spies, the yep. the treachery, that, yep. and that's cool. Like I the think that be CIA stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's going to be pretty cool. Yep. Uh, we've got Loki. Yeah, coming up. I don't. Here's the problem with Loki. What does Loki do? What is Loki going to do? He, I don't care. I, I get it. I like him. I I literally think. But Tom, I just don't know what that. I don't know what here's, that here's is. Here's my thing. Tom Hiddleston can probably carry, if it's an eleven episode series, six of them he can he could carry on just him being Loki. So they really only need to have five of substance. I think he can carry the other six. I um, presume like the Enchantress maybe? Like I'm trying to think of other... There's a lot of characters they could play with. Um, so that doesn't worry me too much about them going to play with it. It's just where, when? Is this going to be prequel style? Where are they going to play with this? I'm thinking it's not because they were very specific to show him escape in Endgame when they went back into, well, I guess you could be sort of prequel, like not prequel, prequel to now, but after Avengers. It was because it was when they went back in Avengers that he escaped, right? So I forget the, where that was. What I, think I think that's think what it was. Can happen with Loki is that this is a place for Valkyrie to come in and out of a bit because it gives her a little more substance and build up. Because I think she's going to have a much more significant role in the f- coming Thor films. Sure. Yeah. So this gives a chance to build some grounding foundations of her superiority, her physical prowess, her warrior's nature, her leadership. Let's build her up a little bit before we see her. I said, I think she can be in and out of it a little bit. Um, I'm wondering too, as I look at what these TV shows are, and then I look at some of the subsequent films that are coming after it, and I'm wondering if that these TV runs all of a sudden have little jump off points that kind of kick us into the films, some of the films. Well, one of them coming up, I can, they've confirmed definitely does. Um, the WandaVision yeah. one, they've said... We'll kick right into Doctor Strange. We'll connect with the Doctor Strange film. And I got a feeling Vision will probably be in that Doctor Strange one too, just for the hell of it. And it does take place after Endgame. So clearly Vision is either rebuilt, which again, there was always those this, rumors... Or this could be the whole thing about getting him fucking rebuilt. It's true. There was always those rumors that like in Infinity War, she was able to get his conscious out of that body before mm-hmm. he, he died. So, you know, it's, look, the it's, multiverse bit could be fucking she's, she's plagued with Vision's consciousness yeah, trapped inside of her body. And Strange is going to help her They've get it got out. So many openings for that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing interesting about that one is it has a grown up uh, Monica Rambo, who is uh, what's her. Shit, I forget what her comic book name is, but she was the daughter in Captain Marvel she, oh, man, oh yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. think of what her actual. I know we talked about this before. Photon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But anyway, so she's an adult in that, so she potentially will go into something. So that's sp- Loki and WandaVision, both spring of twenty twenty one. Apparently, this one seems really cool. Uh, the what if? Oh yeah. Animated series. It's the Watcher, right? Yeah. So and Jeffrey Wright's it, playing the Watcher, and like it's animated. Almost every yeah, animated, and almost every character is coming back to voice their character. Yeah. So it's a what if, and I love the what if. Like, yeah. It's just going to be exactly what we all, exactly what we're doing right now with the podcast. Yeah. We made a cartoon. You know, just, it's probably going to be like thirty minute episodes. Yeah. What if? I bet I bet it'll be fifties. Uh, so, I, I think that's going to be fun. It's going to be something just to tease out different thoughts and that and play around with. And uh, I think ideally, probably when they came up with the concept, it was going to be probably a bit of a filler. And now they're probably looking at it going, 
It's be interesting. It'd be fun. Um, definitely, it, it makes me feel like Rogue One in the Star Wars world. We didn't necessarily demand it. We'll be glad we got it. We'll enjoy it. We'll appreciate it. Um, could we do without it or not? It's a debatable subject. It's like a Marvel Twilight Zone, basically. Mm-hmm. So it'll be um, that'll be interesting. And then uh, the last one, I the think? only one we haven't talked about yet is Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Jeremy Renner confirmed. Yeah. And also confirm that it will have the Kate Bishop uh, Hawkeye yep. character, and basically, which is him. already kind of confirmed that Kate Bishop will be in the new Avengers, right? Yeah, which is great. It makes sense. You've got a character who now did horrible things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not erasing the Ronin during thing, right? That's all part a of a five-year period that nobody was not around. That everyone's going to know what he did. <laughs> yeah, he knows. His wife. He's got to live wife, with that. His wife doesn't, and his kids don't. That's right. <laughs> so I think this is definitely going to be. Well, I mean, they, they've kind of said and, it's, it's him going to be. Passing the mantle he off, sh- he's shattered because of uh, Black Widow dying. Like he's yeah. a, he's he's, like, messed he, up. he's gonna be a fucked up, broken man. He's the screwed up, broken man that has to be repaired. The the broken Captain America who gets repaired, the broken Bucky who gets repaired, the Iron Man who gets repaired. This, it's Hawkeye's turn. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Batman Beyond. He's yeah. like the old Bruce Wayne, yeah. and this kid probably comes into his life or comes yeah. into you know. And I, I feel like the Hawkeye can really jump in and out of some of those other Disney Plus films. Sure. So the uh, shows, I should say. Like, especially the Winter Soldier and Falcon. Mm-hmm. I feel like that can certainly be jumped in and out of that yep. one a little bit too. And even WandaVision. Because if you look at Hawkeye, Hawkeye has a strong relationship, particularly with, with Wanda. With Wanda. Yep. Um, not necessarily so much with uh, Winter Soldier and um, Falcon, but we don't know 100% who the Kate Bishop character is yet. So that could be an easy link. I also feel like Sharon Carter is going to end up inside of that Winter Soldier one. She's got to show up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and who knows? She could play a significant role in linking some of this shit together too, right? Because she's, she's like one of the last people left working in an actual job tied to a government. Yeah. So that, that could be a thing that could become important too. And let's not forget, we're playing only with the cards we're being dealt. There are still new cards we're going to yep. get dealt we know in these flicks. We know that, that there's... Well, yeah, we got very little information. Like, yeah. where's Ant-Man? There's a lot of movies that haven't been announced. There's TV shows that were announced previously. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. That, I'm a little intrigued where they're going to fit because I don't think think they're not going to be around. I just don't know where they're going to be. I'm thinking the Avengers 5 piece. They're going to be significant. This is only the next two years. I know. It's remarkable. This announcement was just for two years worth of material. I feel like that's a lot more for two years than anything else we've had so far because those Disney Plus pieces are pretty big. It's huge. Like 2020, not so much. 2021 has like seven different projects that are coming out. Like, it's crazy. It's funny because I, I kept saying to myself, like, oh, maybe I'll be able to hold off on no. Disney+. Plus. No, that's that, <laughs> that's the one happen. definitive thing people walked away from this thing. is like, well, I guess I got to get Disney+, Plus because there's no way you cannot get it. Yeah, I was pretty much already game for it, but... Although here in Canada, God knows what we ended up getting. Like, it could be a mangled version. It could be somehow tied into... Who knows? I guess we'll see. I don't we know see, why they do that. I don't know. You know what? In my full-time job... Maybe I will have a secondary conversation with some people. I happen. Do you know anybody at the CRTC? No, but I know people that run everything else. Okay. So I'm sure I'll I can get them to talk. to Yeah, find, I can find a way down this 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 thread. I'm, I'm sure of it. So, so yeah, that was all one presentation. That was that's, that's yeah. The Fantastic Four wasn't part of that presentation, though, was it? No, it was no. literally that was after. He that. Literally rhymed off at the end. He's like, we haven't even talked about that. The Fantastic Four is in development. Uh, we haven't talked about Mutants. We haven't talked about Black Panther 2 I, and Captain Marvel The 2. only thing I'm ever going to be disappointed about Fantastic Four if they don't do it. 
is if they don't give me Krasinski and Emily Blunt as uh, Reed Richards and Sue Storm because I really do think that they would be the perfect couple to do it. I want them to do it. Did you catch in the scene when... Hmm, I don't care who else they have in there. No, the, no. Those are the two I want. In Spider-Man, Far From Home, I'm trying to think if it's a scene you saw or if it was the one you didn't. I think it was when he was doing this. Yeah, yeah. It was when he was doing the swinging at the end and he was taking photos of himself. Mm-hmm. He goes by... There's a Baxter building, wasn't there? Well, he goes by what used to be Avengers Tower. It's been demolished. And yeah, it there was says, a construction sign. Yeah, and it says coming in one, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah. And people are like, well, either it's phase four or it's the Fantastic Four. Or it's both. Or it's both. Um, I would... Yeah, you know what? The more you, The more I think about what you said... The Fantastic Four would cap that phase perfectly with the Galactus thing. It makes it, sense. It also gives them that breathing room to honestly, they probably don't need to do the mutant thing hardcore until this phase is over. No, no. This gives them lots of time to set things up. I yeah. And the I, fan, if the Fantastic Four casting has to be done just right. I I yeah, I don't know, man. Re, that, re, re, whenever there's re, a property I'm, I'm concerned about, it's Fantastic Four. Reed Richards actually needs to be around 50 so krasinski in the next two years three years is going to be in his early 40s he's gonna look perfect for the role physically i think he's perfect for it i, I like it because he's more of an imposing reed richards and like as in the comics because reed is a pretty built dude even though he's a rubber dude he's a built dude the renditions we've seen so far to date when they try to do um, and kind of more scientific. They nerdy. make him. They make him the little nerd, which he is a nerd, but he's he's a kick-ass nerd. Yeah, he really is. Reed Richards needs to be important, um, leadership, alpha-style male, and they've messed that up twice now. So I, I when you watch Krasinski, he can do it. He can give me tactician, smart, believable. They can give me humble, loving, passionate, but they also can give me fucking kick ass I'm gonna do this and I'm getting it fucking done right he can do it and and it's not just gonna be a big office I think fan. they have to make I think one of the struggles of the Fantastic Four is they have to make the powers not seem goofy cause they're inherently goofy and, they, that, and that is the thing where I think he can pull that shit off mm-hmm. I just do I really do I think he can pull that off and I think Blunt can pull that off I just watched the new Mary Poppins and I was really blown away to be honest with you I had really low expectations that she would be able to do such a separate performance that give her own identity as Mary Poppins. And she fucking pulled that off. And I know not everyone's the world's biggest fan of these types of kid movies, but you have to understand the importance of that type of character. It had a cross culture. So to pull that off in a way that even Julie Andrews commented that, holy shit, like she did a great job and she wanted to give her the space to do that great job. And she did it. I think Emily Blunt is a very, very capable actress. And there's some films I've watched her in that just like, fuck, Sicario people. Like, come on. Like, she she can do action. That's not a doubt. And their on-screen chemistry matches their life chemistry. And as long as they don't have the typical Hollywood damage, they stay together, which they don't seem to be. It would be amazing to have them cast as that. Because they really are the mother, the patriarch and matriarch of the Marvel Universe. And I think those two actually embody that right now in Hollywood. They're two real, like if you were to say, like who's the Hollywood kids are going to be at least fucked up out there. I mean, they're up there on the list. They're way up there on the list. Yeah. I was just thinking right now, I'm like, what characters would 
I think you also need to boost the Fantastic Four with char- with other characters that, like, I, if Mark Ruffalo's still around, Professor Hulk would fit in with the Fantastic Four. 100%, absolutely, hundred percent. Doctor Strange practically lives down the street. Yep. I think you know, or, hey, or even Spider Man. Like, could you not see Krasinski opposite Cumberbatch? Yeah. In that role, I think it could work. I think yeah. it really, really could work. Um, that that's the only one, honest to God, that's the only one, and it's probably because it's been done poorly wrong. so many times. And that I'm, that's the only one I'm. And a little it's worried like you about. said, they're goofy. They're somewhat goofy, cartoony. So to get it right, I don't fear them doing well with the torch. I think that that's actually not that hard. I think they can do the torch right. CGI now with Hulk, I know they can do a thing right. Yeah. So that doesn't worry me so much. Uh, those two. It's how do you make like stretchy arms cool and you know not. Even if there's comedy in it, you're not laughing at them necessarily. Like they're not the butt of the jokes. I it's, think he's got to be quick. Mm-hmm. It's not because in the, the other ones they made like he's melting into a puddle. He's got to be fast. If it's fast, it's snappy, it's direct, it's it's somewhat aggressive, assertive in how he uses his powers. It's fine because in the pages of the book, nothing was slow about it. All of a sudden, his fucking arms were there, his legs were there, his body made the changes accordingly. The, in the cartoons, they made it like he's like goo man, soft man. Like, there's no density to him. It was like smack, smack, yeah. smack. He was punch, like rubber, punch, punch. Uh, plastic yeah, yeah. man or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they get, there's, there's, it's there. And they're not going to want to fuck this one up either. They want to do it right. And the thing is, when they do Fantastic Four, Reed Richards is going to stay on uh, in that universe pretty heavily as a very strong leader if they do it right. And based on how they're doing this, Reed Richards isn't going to just be a sub-character. He's going to be a pretty strong character. Not Tony Stark, but damn fucking close. If not Tony Starkish. So it's really, really important that it's going to be a strong character, male character that can do it. So this casting is really, really important. So there's no way you're going with an unknown. I just can't see them doing unknown. Um, and I struggle to see outside of Krasinski. I'm sure there is some people that could look at, but I do feel like he would be hard to not do. He would be, because he's, he's, and he's just refining himself more and more out there uh, every time he picks up more and more stuff that he's doing. So again, I think that, and if you were to give me someone like that in the universe to run with, to be a leader and alpha male in that universe, I could totally picture him in it doing that. Yeah, it's almost a shame he's not going to, whoever does play uh, Reed Richards isn't going to be able to have any scenes with, you know, with Tony Stark, because that would have been, yeah. you know. But they're he, but he's gonna get. They're gonna get Strange for sure. Yeah, you're gonna get Ruffalo for sure. I, I think. hope so. Yeah. Oh, I think so too. I think you'll, you'll get those. And uh, I don't know about the Panther how that'll work. Because my thinking is, if it is Galactus, you're gonna have to a. You're gonna have to have like a meeting of the minds. They're gonna have to figure mm-hmm. this out. So but, you're gonna have Reed Richards. You're gonna have uh, Ruffalo. Yeah. Um, and then I think you're gonna have like Captain Marvel is going to be familiar with. I Galactus just, because my thing is man if you're gonna give me Reed and you got Doctor Strange if we're gonna get mutants all we need is Namor I'm almost surprised we haven't gotten the uh, Submariner and then, and then we're gonna be getting Illuminati I think it's there if you're gonna go fucking Eternals you're going Illuminati you're gonna do it 100% you're gonna do it if you're bringing Mandarin in you're gonna fucking do it we could spend so I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You, you're building up that face. We should just change this podcast to speculation on Marvel movies. That seems to be the way it goes all the time. They, but you know, those, the, those the podcast trends. We have like these dead, these dead moments for like a couple months, and then Marvel does something like this. Mm-hmm. So what are we supposed to it's do? It's fantastic. No, it's great. I mean, the lineup, the everything shot out of the dark like that. It, it totally even screwed up this podcast because we were going to talk about uh, 
Stranger Things, and uh, we're gonna get that conversation. And, and it would have just got shoot. And we're gonna again. spend a little more with uh, Kevin Smith than we did, but you know, this is what we want to talk about. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that this is exciting. I had no doubt that Phase Four would be great. If that's you know, as they call it, we'll call it Phase Four. They they let that name stay for the fans. We I knew it was gonna be great. I felt very comfortable. It was gonna be great. I didn't think it would be this jammed, um, but that's great. I'm glad they're making it that jammed. And I wonder if that's a sign for things to come because they have the property, they have the platforms, they have all the money. Um, I hope this is what we get to expect for phase five as well, that it's not five years to give me all this. They're going to give me all this in two. But, you know, I think what they're figuring is everyone is going to have Disney Plus. So even if the movie's only in the theaters for two months. Yeah. Well, the other problem too... It'll be on Disney Plus. So it's just content feeding that too. Yeah, other problem too. You start bringing all this extra content in, all these extra films and stuff that take up timelines. Uh, actors age. So if you need it sequentially to build me something... You need to get this stuff yeah, out Yeah, you got to get it yeah. out. Like, like Hawkeye, okay, makes sense, right? But if you wait next to three or four years, Jeremy Renner, it's going to be a little too far gone to make sense, right? So uh, you got Sebastian Stan and... Um, oh, what the fuck is his name there? Uh, Mackie? Anthony, Anthony Mackie. Yeah. yeah, they're great now, but five, six years from now, it's, like, it's going to start showing up, right? So you have to be... You have to find All I a think way. of is like, man, I don't know what DC and Warner Brothers is going to do. I just... I don't spend know. a lot of money. They bought J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot. Warner Brothers did. $500 million. They Well, they, they brought him in the fold. $500 million for five years. I mean, I hope for their that sake... That Bad I Robot's hope, in there. I hope the James Gunn Suicide Squad does well. Like, I hope... Because I I want competition. There they're are certainly gonna, characters in Warner Brothers uh, DC stuff that I want to see. They're just going to linger along. Well, I heard Sandman's coming. Yeah. Um. We got the Watchmen coming, that new rendition of the Watchmen, yep. or it's out like very soon. soon yeah. um, you know, the thing is, it's going to be a saturated marketplace. And the reality is there's one one entity has declared itself the champion and they've done it rightfully so. And they'll stay there as the, the pinnacle and others will come along and, you know, ride the coattails in a way for to be absorbed. So if you give me like the Joker, you give me the Joker, guess what? People are going to watch it. Like they're going to watch it. And it's almost the same size audience. So, I think you're going to get like two, three, four hundred million dollars every time. So just watch how much you spend to make it, Warner Brothers, and that way you'll survive. Because if you spend a billion to make it, you doesn't you're not always going to make a billion. So you just understand that property. If you spend five to six hundred million, you're probably going to make your five or six hundred million and maybe some profit. So just be mindful of that. And I think they will be. I think that's what you'll see them do. They'll get the quality out of it, and they're doing the high end investment now to lessen the overall production cost. So like, but bringing in Bad Robot, that's a one-time purchase. So now you don't have to spend the extra cash on him when he's doing stuff. So that's, that rolls into the, the films. So that can be spread across, spread across three or four projects, which is a lot cheaper way of having them. So I think it's just an economic move they're making. We'll see. They we'll didn't see. Uh, present anything at Comic-Con. They kind of kept things quiet. I think the TV side. Marvel probably sent them a, just a little slip under the door. About, this is what we're doing. <laughs> so just so you know. Plate courtesy yeah. this is what we're doing. So if you can do anything, Friday, do it certainly then. not Sunday. And uh, you know what? Or if not, just wait till the next show. Yeah, just do your own show at this so. point. So. But anyways, I think that's it for us, man. Yeah, um, I guess we can remind everybody if they want to get a sweet discount on Deadly Grounds Coffee, they can go to deadlygroundscoffee.ca and use the code HAPPYZEN, H-A-P-P-Y-X-E-N, 15% off your entire order. Anything over $80, you get free shipping as well. Yeah, uh, I do want to quickly shout out, I don't know who, where people listen, but 
Uh, I stopped in at uh, Brew Wizards in Oshawa last week. Yeah. A gaming uh, bar and cafe. It was really awesome. They had an awesome selection of games, like really good menu for like all sorts of uh, local breweries and beer, uh, local coffee, Deadly Grounds coffee. Uh, so yeah, if you're in the Oshawa area, Brew Wizards, I think it's just brewwizards.ca. Check them out. And then us, just go to happyzen.ca. Everything's there. Twitter, Instagram, it's all there. All the episodes, you can find us everywhere on, I don't know, wherever you podcast, but happyzen.ca has everything. So just go there, figure it all out from there. Awesome. Well, that's another awesome week. And uh, we got a couple more episodes we'll be pounding out here soon, including an interview, which uh, you just have to wait and see who that is. That's right. But just in case things change. Yay. We're excited <laughs> with that because uh, it's been a long time coming and it's something we've uh, been looking forward to do. So we just got to figure out location for that one. So that's all, all we've got left. All right. But anyways, that's another week of Happy Zen Podcast. And we'll talk to you later. Take care.